From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Everybody, this is Mike De Niro from the Wrestling DeLorean podcast from the Lords of Gotham, and now we are going to be embarking on a new journey. This is the Couples Crime Therapy, and by we, I'm not just talking about me. I am joined here by my lovely fiance. Take it away. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela. Welcome to the podcast world, Angela. Thank you. So yes, we are a couple, but we are now also co-hosts on the Couples Crime Therapy podcast. So why don't you tell them what we'll be talking about on this podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Like, the main thing is true crimes and even unsolved mysteries. But that's not it. We're not talking about just true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We're going to dive deep into cults. We're going to dive deep into... Serial killers. We're going to get real morbid on this podcast. We're going to get real crazy on this podcast. Are we not? Okay, well, I don't know what that voice was, but why don't you tell them what we're talking about on our debut podcast next week? Well, on our debut next week, we're going to start things out with the notorious Andre Rand, the Cropsy episode. Cropsy. We are from, where are we from? (laughs) We're from Staten Island. And guess what? So was Andre Raymond. And the thing is, that was randomly chosen from a list of crazy-ass stories that we have in the bank for us. So where can they find this podcast, and when can they find this podcast? You can catch this podcast every Monday, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. Podcasts like the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Oh, here we go with the cheap plugs now. Hey, hey, hey. Let me be. All right, all right, all right. But I hope everyone tunes in next Monday to Couples Crime Therapy. We're going to have a good time, are we not? Definitely. So check us out next week. Peace out. And we'll see you next Monday. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike De Niro. Thank God it's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you had a great week. We're going to cap it off with a great episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast today. We have a big weekend coming up. Fourth of July weekend should be very fun. Hope everyone stays safe, stay strong, stay positive. We're going to have a great day. But let's get into the super stacked episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Today, we got a lot to talk about. But before we even go into that, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. I'm talking Chile, Mexico, Canada, Ireland, UK, Philippines. 
the United States. We have so many fans from all over the world, and thank you so much for all the support, all the downloads, all the subscribing, the rates, the reviews, all that good shit. Thank you for following along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Now that that's out the way, let's talk about this Super Stack show we have for you today. We'll be talking about Impact Wrestling from last night on Access TV. We'll give you the rundown of what's to come for this week's SmackDown. Also, we have the news and notes, of course, of around the world. And it's Friday. You know what that means. That means we're going a little extreme. We're going to be going back to 1997, the two go-home shows before ECW's Hardcore Heaven 97. And we'll give you all the rundown for that. So without further ado, let's get right into this Super Stack show right I hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday morning. Thank you so much for inviting me into your lives on this Friday morning. This is going to be a very, very, very stacked show, like I said. But to start out, we have some sad news. Rest in peace to wrestling legend Del Wilkes, a.k.a. The Patriot. Uh, he uh, passed away yesterday, and I just want to send my condolences to the family of the Patriot. I remember um, my my fondest memory of the Patriot was the Patriot versus Bret Hart at In Your House Bad Blood in 1997. That was uh, that was a really good matchup. But yeah, rest in peace to Del Wilkes. He um had a lot of success in his career. I think he came at uh he came to the WWE later on in his career. But definitely a memorable character, a memorable wrestler, and his memories will live on. Rest in peace, Del Wilkes. AEW's ratings is back up. Uh, not to the extent of what they were before they moved to Fridays, but AEW's ratings are back up in the 800,000s. I believe they had 800,066 uh, viewers this week with their return to Wednesday night. So it's good to see that the fans returned with the AEW move back to Wednesday I think that um, as AEW goes on the road, we're going to see more of that fan base continue to grow. Because like I said yesterday, before AEW even moved to Friday, they they started to hit the millions again. And then, you know, unfortunately, after they got preempted by the NBA, it was a little low for a while. But now, you know, we're starting to see the fan base come back. So I think, you know, give it a few weeks, we might be hitting the million again. Speaking of AEW, though. Shaquille O'Neal wants to return to AEW, and he has one match in sight. He wants a match, a long-awaited match that he's been wanting for a long time and has been very vocal about. Shaq Diesel wants to face Paul White, and Paul White wants to face Shaq. So if we finally get Shaq versus Paul White, I'm with it. Shaq looked really cool in the ring a couple months ago against Cody Rhodes. Um, I'm sure, you know, Paul White could still go. So I think why not do it? It's been teased for years by the WWE and you know, it was never done. They never pulled the trigger. The closest we got was a few cameos by Shaq when he faced up against the big show. We also seen when Shaq was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, but it never was done. So what are we waiting for? Let's do it. Paul White versus Shaq. AEW pull the trigger on that. Also speaking about AEW superstars, Darby Allen will be appearing in Jackass 4, which is very fitting for Darby Allen. Darby Allen is, you know, he falls right in line with that type of uh, group. He does a lot of crazy stunts and puts his body on the line, so it doesn't surprise me that he will be making a cameo in Jackass. So 
big things coming for Darby Allen. You know, Darby Allen will probably his his stock is continuing to grow outside of the world of professional wrestling. So that's really cool to see. Yesterday we mentioned on this podcast that Rebel was injured in her match on uh, Wednesday against. Um, while she teamed up with uh, Britt Baker, she went against Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. She was injured and carried out in a match. It was reported that she was sent to the hospital and she was diagnosed with a dislocated kneecap. So I'm sure that is very painful. But hoping that Rebel has a speedy recovery. Yesterday, Vince McMahon and higher uh, up executives in the WWE visited the WWE Performance Center to see who they have on tap, who's going to be the future and it was reported to be a very positive meeting. It was reported to be a very positive setting. And Vince McMahon described it as a breath of fresh air for the WWE. That's a very positive uh, you know, way to look at it. I'm really happy that Vince McMahon believes that the future of his business is in the Performance Center. And I also am happy to see that Vince McMahon is still that much inclined to go check out the smaller parts of the operation it shows that he still, you know, he still wants this more than anybody else. He still wants the WWE to succeed. He wants the WWE to thrive, and he does care. So by him, you know, making a visit to the Performance Center, it really does show that he's invested still in this company, which is good. So that really is, you know, a different tune than what I was talking a couple days ago when I was saying WWE might be for sale. They're, you know, doing all this, that, and the third. Maybe Vince McMahon is not. I don't know. It's it's really odd. It's really weird, and it's going to be really telling to see what the next move of the WWE is, to see if it is indeed for sale, to see if there is indeed more roster cuts. But for him to say that it was a breath of fresh air seeing the young up-and-coming talent that they have training in the Performance Center, you know, maybe he does see the next big star in the Performance Center. Maybe someone does jump off the page to him. And if that if that is the case, you know, I think that that's a good thing because... It does seem like gone are the days of the superstars in wrestling. I think, you know, after John Cena, Roman Reigns is a big star, but Roman Reigns is not the, he's not Stone Cold. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not John Cena or The Rock. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day he will be. But the fact of the matter is, at this point in time, it doesn't seem like WWE is trying to make that crossover superstar like they used to. WWE is not in the mainstream anymore. It doesn't seem like they're trying to create that next larger-than-life crossover superstar that you could, you know, send out and have, you know, him appear for media and have him appear for late-night shows and have him on TV with, you know... Like, back in the day when Stone Cold was on, like, you know, Regis and Kathy, like, that was a big deal. But Stone Cold could pull that off. The Rock transitioning into Hollywood was a big deal, but The Rock could pull that off. I don't see anyone right now in the WWE who can make that transition, and maybe it's by design. Maybe the WWE doesn't want anyone making that transition and leaving the company. Maybe they don't want anyone to think that they're bigger than the WWE. I heard that before, that no one's bigger than the WWE, right? So maybe they're trying to make sure that they put a ceiling on people, which, in my opinion, I think is stupid. Don't you want... That million-dollar box office attraction? I don't know. I think that uh, maybe, you know, maybe they just haven't found the right guy yet to become that next larger-than-life star. It's not like every day you could pick out a John Cena and a Stone Cold and give them that spot. It takes a true motivated, a truly gifted, and a true 
uh, I say it true a lot. <laughs> it takes someone who is definitely willing to be the first to come in the morning and the last to leave at night. It takes someone who has that motivation to be the best. It takes someone who's going to take that extra step, that extra mile, and better themselves and for the betterment of the company. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but the future does look bright for wrestling, and I think that in order for it to get even bigger, you need to have these larger-than-life stars. You need to have these crossover superstars. So, we'll see what happens. Last night was a great episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV, and we'll be talking all about that when we return on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Fridays, we always talk about Impact Wrestling from the night before on Access TV, one of the most consistent wrestling shows, like I say, every single week. And this week was no different. We had a stacked episode of Impact Wrestling this week, and we have a lot of stories and implications heading into Slammiversary, the 19th year anniversary of Impact Wrestling. So, without further ado, let's get into the stacked show for Impact Right now. This week, Impact Wrestling started out with what was supposed to be a dream match between Satoshi Kojima, New Japan Pro Wrestling legend, versus Eddie Edwards, but it didn't go down just like that. Eddie Edwards did not come out. He did not make it to the ring. Kojima came out. He's in the ring waiting for Eddie Edwards. When W. Morrissey gets on the Tron and says that he jumped Eddie Edwards in the parking lot, he ain't going to make it tonight. Which leads to Brian Myers coming out. Brian Myers talks how Koji... Well, he says that uh, Kojima could leave. He said, you're not needed right here. You're not going to have a match, obviously. So he could go to the back. Him and his young boy, Sam Beal, have something to say. This leads to them jumping Kojima. Jake Something makes the save. And we got a tag team match to start off the show here. Jake Something and Satoshi Kojima versus Sam Beal and Brian Myers. Now, let me say, someone who's 
like just starting this wrestling world, like Sam Beal. Having a match against Satoshi Kojima at this point in his career is very, very, very big for him. It's a huge deal. So really cool to see Impact Wrestling give such a young talent such a big spot against a legendary figure like Kojima. So really cool to see that. But in the end, Kojima and Jake Something pick up the victory against Brian Myers and Sam Beal. Next, we got Scott Demore backstage. He's talking about Tommy Dreamer. He's talking about how the whole Dreamer thing, you know, he has a lot to think about. He says that he respects Tommy Dreamer, but he still has a lot to, like, you know, think here. When this, when he's talking, next thing you know, there's some teleportation going on between Rosemary and Jessica Havoc. And they basically demand a title shot to which Scott Demore grants him a title shot. Which, you know... I'm cool with that. They, they they did seem like the next team in line. I could have did without the teleportation. It's a little corny and hokey. But still should be a good match between Fire and Flavor and Jessica Havoc and Rosemary. Next up in the show, we have Rachel Ellering. She goes against uh, Tennille Dashwood. Rachel Ellering actually picks up the victory on Tennille Dashwood, which leads to Tennille jumping Rachel after the match. They get into a big brawl. Jazz comes out to try to, you know, cool cool everything down. But Jazz can't help it. And then Jordan Grace comes down. She makes the save. She hugs it out with Rachel Ellering. All is well in the Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering camp now. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, the last couple weeks just seemed like a waste of time. I don't know. I don't know. Next we got... uh, Promo by Chris Bay, who will be going against P.D. Williams on this show. He is interrupted by Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, uh, Madman Fulton, and Mahabali Shira. Mahalabali Shira. And they say that they just want to, you know, wish Chris Bay some luck going into Ultimate X. And they said that they got his back. So they want Chris Bay to join the heel team here. They want Chris Bay to be a part of this team. Next, we got what was supposed to be, in my opinion, an amazing tag team match between TJP and Falaba versus Willie Mack and Rich Swan. Ends in a no contest after a couple seconds because violence by design attacks everyone. Maybe this leads to a three-way tag team title match at Slammiversary, but violence by design stands tall. They take out Falaba, TJP, Willie Mack, and Rich Swan. Kind of ashamed. I really want to see that match. It seemed like it was going to be a good match. Fire and Flavor are pissed off. They said, how could anyone just demand a title shot? They are going to go confront Scott Demore. They go to Scott Demore. They 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 go at him. They're like, yo, how could you just like you know do this? Blah blah blah. Scott Demore says, if you're the best team, then you should be defending your titles against the best contenders. They get pissed off. They walk off. Tommy Dreamer is backstage. He names his All Star team going into the main event tonight. It will be Moose. Sammy Callahan and Chris Sabin teaming up, which there's a lot of history there between a lot of these guys. You know, Sammy Callahan and Moose don't like each other. Chris Sabin and Moose currently are, you know, in a battle. And Chris Sabin and Sammy Callahan had their shit. So all these three combustible elements coming together to go against the elite, you know, I don't think it'll work out. And you know what? Spoiler alert, it didn't work out. But anyway, we'll get to that. All I know is Tommy Dreamer said, you know, I didn't want to team with Raven. Raven would have cut my throat at any chance he got. But we put our differences aside and still became the ECW Tag Team Champions. You guys can put your differences aside for one night. 
for the betterment of Impact Wrestling to defeat the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. So, we'll see what happens later on the night. We have Chris Bay versus P.D. Williams. This was a fun match. Really good matchup. Chris Bay gets the victory. After the matchup, the heels, uh, what's it called? You, I don't know. I just called them the heels. I don't know if they have a team name yet, but Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, Rohit Raju, and Mahabali Shera come out to make the attack. They attack P.D. Williams. Chris Bay leaves the ring. Uh, Trey Miguel and Alexand- uh, Josh Alexander come in to save P.D. Williams, but the odds are just too stacked against them. And then Chris Bay comes out, and he helps the uh, baby faces here. He attacks Rohit Raju, and he joins the... Well, he sides with the faces. So we have a face turn here by Chris Bay. That's all I want to say. That was a little too hard to say for me. Too, You know, it's been a long week. That was a little too convoluted for me, all right? Chris Bay is now a baby face. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I had to say. Baby face turn. That's it. Oh, uh, we have another... We have another uh, squash match by Steve Macklin here. He looks really impressive. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in the future with Steve Macklin. This guy definitely is showing that he could have been so much more in NXT than what he was. You know, for a short time period, the Forgotten Sons had uh, they had a decent push. They were in that tag team uh, ladder match with the Street Profits and Oni Lorcan and, uh, and Danny Burch. So they they had a little bit of a push there. There was a time period where they they could have been it, you know, they could have been it, but they didn't really go far. And then now you have Gunner or whatever his name is, um, in on Raw. Then you have all the controversy behind him, and then you have Macklin and Wesley Blake just basically squandering in uh, mediocrity in NXT. So it's cool to see him, you know, have greener pastures elsewhere and showing that he could definitely be a legit guy. I think give it a year, Steve Macklin's definitely earning titles and winning top champions in Impact Wrestling. He definitely has all the tools, in my opinion. Main event time, it is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Moose, Chris Sabin, and Sammy Callahan. And my prediction was correct. Team Dreamer can't get along for shit. There's a lot of bickering between Chris Sabin and Moose. Tommy Dreamer keeps on trying to get them to work together, but it ain't working. You know what I mean? At the end, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers were just too much for Sammy Callahan because Moose and Chris Sabin couldn't stop fighting. So it looks like we are definitely getting Moose versus Chris Sabin at Slammiversary. And the feud between Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan continues. We will be getting a contract signing next week between Callahan and Kenny Omega for the Impact Wrestling. World Heavyweight Champion at Slammiversary. Impact Wrestling was good. It it was not great. Definitely was better the last couple weeks in my opinion. But the storylines are continuing to build towards Slammiversary on July 17th. So I'm excited for Slammiversary. It should be a really good show. I'm really excited to see Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. Because they had two drastically different styles. One's a hardcore brawler. One is, you know, a finesse high-flying technical wizard. And the best part about this is, like, Kenny Omega is used to that because of his feud with John Moxley. It's like his feud with John Moxley trained him enough to go against a guy like Sammy Callahan. So I'm excited to see what happens when he steps in the ring with Sammy Callahan. And I'm excited to see if John Moxley plays a part in this because being that John Moxley and Sammy Callahan even have some history, they were a tag team in CZW, maybe the Elite and Good Brothers tried to interfere and John Moxley makes the save. You know, I'm calling it now. 
Call me Nostradamus. We'll see what happens. But anyway, good episode of Impact Wrestling. I give it a two and a half out of five. You know what I mean? It was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't the best. But definitely building on to Slammiversary. I'm excited for Slammiversary. Everybody needs to check out Impact Wrestling on Access TV every Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern. And if you don't already, make sure you have the Impact Plus app. Make sure you see all the archives. Follow along with us when we do Making an Impact and the Asylum Years for TNA. But if you have Peacock, then you can follow along and watch ECW Hardcore TV, which we will be talking about when we come back from this break. We are on the road to Hardcore Heaven 1997, and we have the final two episodes of Hardcore TV. So that means that next Friday, we'll be talking about Hardcore Heaven 1997. But wait, we're not there yet. We got two episodes of Hardcore TV that we'll be talking about right now. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into ECW Hardcore TV, August 5th, 1997, and August 12th, 1997. We were on the road to Hardcore Heaven, 1997, the second ever pay-per-view for ECW. We have a lot of sh- a lot of stacked matches for this show, and I am so excited to talk about it all next week on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Every Friday, we discuss ECW. This is extreme, and it- it's quite frankly one of my favorite segments to do every week. I wish I could do a little, little, little ECW talk every single day of the week. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to wear you guys out with my extreme love for ECW. But you know, I, if if you love my talk about ECW, tune in every Friday to the Wrestling Delorean podcast. But without further ado, let's let's get right into this. We will be talking about ECW from August fifth. 1997, we are live from the Golden Dome in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the home of the franchise Shane Douglas, who gets a title shot tonight against Terry Funk. But not only that, we have 
a New Jack promo. He's got shit to say to the Dudleys. We also got Chris Candido continuing to mock Taz. And we have the whole fucking show. Rob Van Dam versus Mikey Whipwreck. So let's get into the stack show of ECW Hardcore TV. And then we'll talk about the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. Which is the go-home show to Hardcore Heaven 1997. We have a match between Bam Bam Bigelow and Spike Dudley. We also have the Dudley Boys, all three of them, versus Balls Mahoney, Axel Rotten, and Hack Myers. And we have all the video packages that are going to show what is going to go down. Oh, and by the way, we have highlights from Sabu versus Terry Funk from Born to be Wired. Let's get into the super stacked episode of ECW Hardcore TV. August 5th, 1997, we start out the show with Rick Rude coming out. He cuts a promo saying that the triple threat is the premier, is the is the uh, best team in wrestling, which gets a huge, 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 you know, ovation by the ECW faithful in Pittsburgh because, you know, the franchise Shane Douglas is from Pittsburgh. He says that what, what what did Dreamer and what did Sandman have to offer him? What did they have to offer him, right? They, they, what? A cigarette? A beer? He said, the franchise offered me the, the queen of extreme Francine. He offered me nights of pleasure. And all you had to offer me was a beer. So of course he sided with the triple threat, he says. He says, I was not going to side with Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. We are live from ECW's Pittsburgh home, the Golden Dome. First match of the night. We start out hot. Rob Van Dam versus Mikey Whipwreck. Really good matchup. Mikey Whipwreck is a former ECW champion, former ECW tag team champion with Cactus Jack, former ECW television champion. At this point in time, he is the only Triple Crown champion in ECW history. He's going against the whole effing show, Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. And Rob Van Dam is just a little too much for him. Rob Van Dam picks up the victory here. We then go to Joey Styles welcoming us to the largest crowd in ECW history here at the Golden Dome. Rick Rude comes out. He brings out the Shane, the, the Shane Douglas. He brings out the franchise, Shane Douglas. He says that he's in charge of the most powerful force in wrestling today, the Triple Threat. Bill Alfonso with Sabu and RVD come out. They say that RVD, Sabu, and Jerry the King Lawler is the best three-man team in wrestling today. Terry Funk then comes out, and he calls Pittsburgh shit. Franchise, by the way, is a heel everywhere else, but he's a super over babyface in Pittsburgh. And by the way, it's the same thing with Terry Funk. Babyface everywhere else, but a real big heel in Pittsburgh. All because of the love for the franchise, Shane Douglas. We have uh, Terry Funk cursing out the Pittsburgh faithful. And he said Pittsburgh is for something. I couldn't get it, but it, it was a diss. And franchise says, fuck Amarillo, Texas, which leads to a huge brawl and a big pull apart where the whole roster of the ECW faithful had to come in and they had to separate the franchise. They had to separate Terry Funk. What a way to start the show. ECW is definitely, definitely the freaking wild, wild west. Anyway, Born to be Wired is going to be the upcoming Saturday, and they'll have highlights on the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. 
New Jack cuts a promo. He gets jumped by the Dudley boys, which leads to the Eliminators attacking the Dudleys. A lot of shit going down in the tag team division. Gertner says that the Dudleys are walking into Hardcore Heaven 1997 as the tag team champions, though, and they will face PG-13. Chris Candido is out next, but he's dressed like Taz. He comes out to Taz's music, comes out with Taz's singlet with the towel over his head, and he chokes out Spike Dudley to pick up the victory in his matchup. Really mocking Taz. I don't think you want to mock Taz. Taz then cuts a promo on Chris Candido saying that he isn't mad. He's from Brooklyn. He says, I I don't get mad. The whole time I was feuding with Sabu, I don't get mad. It's all business. It's nothing personal. But he said, maybe I got to get mad with you. Maybe I got to get a little pissed off. And maybe I got to choke you the fuck out at ECW's Hardcore Heaven 97. It is official. We got Candido versus Taz. At ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997. That is a pure wrestling dream match in the eyes of wrestling fans. And I'm excited to talk all about it next week on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Show goes off the air with Terry Funk. He cuts a promo on Shane Douglas. Then we got a recap of ECW in Pittsburgh to end the show. Really good episode of ECW. I love that it's the Wild Wild West. This time period in ECW so much fun. I gave this show... A strong three and a half out of five stars. I really enjoyed it. I would have liked to see one more wrestling match on it and not another squash match because the two wrestling matches we did get on here was a bit too squashy for me. But we got another great episode to talk about here. Hardcore TV, August 12th, the go-home show to Hardcore Heaven 1997. This show starts out with highlights from Sabu versus Terry Funk from their infamous barbed wire match, Born to be Wired where Sabu wins the ECW champion, which throws a big monkey wrench into the main event of Hardcore Heaven, and both men were tangled in the ball of barbed wire and had to be cut out. It is now official at the pay-per-view. It will no longer be Sabu versus Sandman for the first time ever. It will be Sabu versus Terry Funk versus the franchise Shane Douglas in a three-way, a rematch from the night the line was crossed three years ago. It was one of the greatest matches in ECW history that went to a 60-minute time limit draw. This time, there is no time limits. This time, it is an elimination match. There will be one man standing from these three guys. And that ECW Hardcore Heaven will crown a new champion when Sabu goes against Funk and the franchise Shane Douglas. Next, we got Spike Dudley versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Now, this was supposed to be a squash match in my eyes. But Bam Bam Bigelow got a little, you know, he got a little too cocky and confident against Spike Dudley. And Spike Dudley actually pulls out the victory here. A huge upset. He hits him with the big low blow and then a victory roll. One, two, three. The giant killer strikes again. Spike Dudley pins Bam Bam Bigelow. They'll be having a rematch at the pay-per-view. They show a highlight video of the night the line was crossed. And then we go to Sabu getting stitched up from his barbed wire match. He tore open his bicep. He needed 100 stitches. Rob Van Dam is making fun of Sabu. Rob Van Dam is putting on the ECW world title saying, how do I look with this Fonzie? Sabu, he told Sabu, come on, be a man. Don't, like, you're just getting stitches. I have one stitch in my nose. Like, I, I took it. You could take it. You know, real funny shit from RVD. We got uh, what's called highlights of Shane Douglas versus Terry Funk from Pittsburgh, a world title match that Sabu interfered in and jumped uh, both Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. But... 
In the end, he hit a leg drop Arabian face buster on Shane Douglas, leading to Terry Funk picking up the victory. Sabu was the reason why Shane Douglas lost that matchup. So everyone has a gripe with each other. Then we got highlights of Jerry the King Lawless feud with Tommy Dreamer. It will finally go down the King versus Dreamer at Hardcore Heaven 1997. That should be a wild one. We next get a six-man tag between the Dudleys teaming up with their older brother, Big Dick Dudley, to go against Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney, and Hack Myers. Really good matchup here. The Dudleys pick up the victory, though, after they hit the Team 3D. Well, the Team 3D. After they hit the 3D on Hack Myers. And then we go off the air with all highlight video of everything that's going down at Hardcore Heaven 1997. Like I said, I'm so excited. Next week on this is Extreme. We'll be dedicating the show to Hardcore Heaven 1997. So we will not be talking about Hardcore TV. We'll be talking about the ECW pay-per-view from Fort Lauderdale. The second ever pay-per-view in ECW's history. I'm excited. I hope everyone tunes into the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast next week to hear all about that. I hope everyone has a great week. Stay safe. Don't do nothing stupid this Independence Day. Stay safe. Enjoy it with your family. You know, Enjoy your barbecue. Have a good time. Enjoy the fireworks. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of their day. Check out SmackDown tonight. We got Edge returning. Edge returned last week. He attacked Roman Reigns. Everything that's going to go down at Money in the Bank. We're going to have big implications for that show tonight on SmackDown. So make sure you guys check that out. We got a big week next week. Next Monday, we'll be back with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. But also, if you are a fan of true crime, if you are a fan of Unsolved Mysteries, Make sure you check out my new podcast starting Monday, Couples Crime Therapy, where me and my fiance Angela will be going diving deep into some of the cases throughout history that are, you know, unsolved, some serial killer cases. We go into cults. Make sure you check out my new podcast, Couples Crime Therapy. It should be a fun-ass ride, so make sure you check that out. Also, return on Monday. Make sure you check out the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Have a good one. One love. Peace out. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? What's good, everybody? This is Mike De Niro from the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast from the Lords of Gotham. And now... We are going to be embarking on a new journey. This is the Couples Crime Therapy. And by we, I'm not just talking about me. I am joined here by my lovely fiance. Take it away. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela. Welcome to the podcast world, Angela. Thank you. So, yes, we are a couple, but we are now also co-hosts on the Couples Crime Therapy podcast. So why don't you tell them what we'll be talking about on this podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, like the main thing is true crimes and even unsolved mysteries. But that's not it. We're not talking about just true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We're going to dive deep into cults. We're going to dive deep into serial killers. We're going to get real morbid on this podcast. We're going to get real crazy on this podcast. Are we not? Okay, well, I don't know what that voice was, but why don't you tell them what we're talking about on our debut podcast next week? Well, on our debut next week, we're going to start things out with the notorious Andre Rand, the Cropsy episode. Cropsy. We are from, where are we from? <laughs> we're from Staten Island. And guess what? So was Andre Rand. And the thing is, that was randomly chosen from a list of crazy ass stories that we have in the bank for us. So, 
Where can they find this podcast? And when can they find this podcast? You can catch this podcast every Monday, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. Podcasts like the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Oh, here we go with the cheap plugs now. Hey, hey, hey. Let me be. All right, all right, all right. But I hope everyone tunes in next Monday to Couples Crime Therapy. We're going to have a good time, are we not? Definitely. So, check us out next week. Peace out. And we'll see you next Monday. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 